0: Welcome into the program, so glad that you are here. However you are listening to us, whether it be on FM radio or it be on the stream or it be in the podcast format, thank you so much for being here. My name is Chris Ryan, and this show is called Growing on the Vine. In Southwest Riverside County, there are so many different ministries. And I'm so thankful that we get to highlight some of the ministries that are operating right here in Southwest Riverside County because they're doing such great work. Through this program, we are going to talk to some of the leaders of some of the most amazing ministries that maybe you haven't even heard of. On this episode of Growing on the Vine, we are going to talk to Ginger Ricks. She is the CEO of Legacy Shelters. Now, Legacy Shelters is out of Paris, California. You're going to hear about a project that you've probably never even heard of, never even knew existed. And as a matter of fact, it really doesn't exist. At least here in Southwest Riverside County, this would be a -a one-of-a-kind project for our homeless population. So, thank you for growing on the vine. So Ginger Ricks is with Legacy Shelters in the city of Paris, but you service more than just Paris. You service all of Riverside County, right? We do. So Legacy Shelters, it's not so much an actual building shelter, but it's services. Tell me what it is that you are doing on a regular basis. And you mentioned that you have some volunteers and you are all keeping busy. Tell me what keeps you busy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, life. Life keeps us busy, right? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm a full-time mom, three kids. And back in 2017, my husband and I started a nonprofit called Legacy Shelters, um, God had actually given me the vision before I even met my husband years ago, um, for housing for homeless people. And this was back when I lived in Las Vegas and I'm like, okay, God, I don't know. I don't think I would just come up with that desire to have this ministry at the time. I wasn't serving in any ministry like that. So I just felt in my heart that it, it was definitely a God inspired goal or, or passion. And, um, So, yeah, we incorporated in 2017. We started out doing outreach and just uh, wanting to serve people and love people. The church that I was attending at the time was really – had a lot of young people who, same thing, just loved – uh, serving people and, and giving back to the community. And so we would recruit some volunteers and go and find a place that um, had people either living on the streets or families that needed services. And we would just try our best to love on them. So at first there was no real like, this is exactly what we do and what we're about. Um, We just wanted to love people and share the love of God with people wherever it took us. And so we started um, doing some outreach in Riverside, in Hemet, and just being in the Inland Empire and Riverside County, because we're local to here, that's the area that we serve. So we've done a couple of different things Uh, going into the pandemic. uh, We weren't able to do so much uh, boots on the ground because of all of the closures and stay at home orders in California. And so we um, pivoted to doing uh, rental assistance for Riverside County residents for two years. And in that time, we awarded almost $15,000 worth of rental assistance to Riverside County residents. And I wish we would have kept that program going because there was such a huge need. And there's still a need now. And um, one of the things that I loved about that program is that um, some of the other organizations that are out there offering programs like that, there's kind of a lot of red tape um, it, as you said, it's just a couple of volunteers and me and my husband and I, we've got three kids, like I mentioned, so we don't have time to, you know, be f- reading through 20 page applications and documents and things like that. You know, if there was a need, we had the money, we, you know, we're ready to just bless a family to keep them housed. And so um, for the last few years, we focused more on homelessness prevention and using the rental assistance to keep people and families together and keep them sheltered. And then um, we we know that housing is a huge need nationwide, not just in California, like with um, the housing market and, and the lack of avail- availability, the uh, affordability. But we know that that's gonna come down the road for many reasons and um, so we just were kind of thinking like, okay, we want to be back in community with the community, you know, and, and the stay-at-home orders started to lift and like, how can we get back out there? We knew that there were other organizations doing outreach and stuff. And so we didn't really want to like duplicate too many of the things that were happening in our own area, but um, we wanted to do a food pantry. And so one of the unique things that we do are um, home deliveries. And so... My husband and I and a couple of volunteers, we physically will drive and bring food to residents in Merino Valley, Paris, and Menifee. And that's just because that's the closest proximity to where we are. But um, if we can't physically get to, let's say, somebody in Blythe, because that's still Riverside County, right? Or, um, you know, uh, some of these other areas that are, you know, two, three hours away, or even just an- another city over that we can't physically drive. Um, we will just schedule like through a third party and deliver them food and goods that way. And so um, it's just been a blessing, um, I think, for the community, because a lot of the um, other providers that are providing other services for people, whether it be um, victims of domestic violence or families with children Um, or elderly, like we're getting a whole scope of people that are saying, Hey, we need some assistance because, you know, our money's running short and the bills are stacking up and we have to choose, like, do we feed our kids or or ourselves or do we get our lights cut off? And we're like, okay, we'll, we'll feed your family. Like, don't worry about that. Um, and it, it's been really great. We have some repeat clients and just building relationships with them, and it's it's been really neat.
0: Ginger Ricks is my guest. She is with Legacy Shelters. Tell me how we can find you online.
1: Okay. So um, we do have a website. It's www.legacyshelters with an S at the end.org. And um, we're on Instagram at Legacy Shelters, Facebook at Legacy Shelters. I do not check that Facebook though, y'all. But yeah, you can reach us on our hotline, 951 703 3716. Um, And, and shoot us a text, you know, give us some love, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and we'll be happy to, oh, you can, you can sign up on our website for our newsletter, follow our progress. We do a newsletter um, usually about every quarter, but sometimes if we have updates a little bit more frequently, but
0: yeah, holla at you girl. When I had seen your Instagram posts, one of the projects that you're working on that really piqued my interest is a mobile shower yeah. Tell me about that project and and where did where did this idea come from and tell me about the need for a mobile shower.
1: So I think everybody has dreams and goals and things that you want to do, but a lot of times like you don't just Have one dream and you just get there, right? There's like a lot of stepping stones on the way, you know, to get there. If you want to be a dancer, you go to classes and then you might show up for a performance or sign up for a performance and then audition for something else. You don't just automatically become like a superstar overnight. Like there's all that time in between. And so I just feel like the ministry has been a lot of that. Like we know we want to do housing. We we know the direction that we're going. And the mobile shower is just another stepping stone for us to keep serving this community until we get there. And um, I don't remember where or how I even got that vision to do that. I probably saw something online. Um, but there is another organization uh, maybe you've heard of them called Lava May and they're out of San Francisco and they were one of the first organizations that I had seen that was doing a mobile shower ministry on like a really large scale they were actually converting city buses in the city of San Francisco and servicing um, you know the people on the streets and um, basically the owner of that organization, realize like and they have they have a huge um, homelessness crisis in their area similar to like Los Angeles um, and she f- did some research and figured out that there were only like a handful of showers that people even had access to so it's like a really huge need for the homeless community to get hygiene and get services and things like that so anyways I'm pretty sure like I I had seen it online or um, something like that because I'm just not that smart, you guys. (laughs) But I'm sure I saw it online and just said, you know what, that seems something, you know, like feasible that we could do. And so we were trying to buy a bus. We were looking around and and looking on, you know, different places and and looking at pricing and things like that. And the door just wasn't opening for a while. And we came across another program through um, the Riverside Transit Authority that they actually do donate vehicles to 501c3s. And so we are incorporated, like I said, as a nonprofit. And so we put in our application, they told us great, it'll be, you know, the wait time is about two years. We got a call back in like five months. And so, and, and it was totally God because like I said, we were doing the rental assistance and we had money set aside for that going into the next years. And I was like, kind of, you know, like, Lord, but we want to do this mobile shower. So we stopped doing the rental assistance. And we also knew that there were other organizations doing rental assistance. So there wasn't necessarily a lack of funding for that. So we kind of felt confident, like stepping away from that. Uh, momentarily to follow this other project. And like I said, it was perfect timing because within a short period of time, oh, we got our bus. So literally right now, I have a 20 foot bus sitting in front of my house. And it's been there since February of this year and um, just getting everything together for the build. Um, I'm not a contractor, so I don't know what that's going to look like. But Praise God, I work in construction. And so um, it's amazing how God will just use you if you say like, okay, God, here I am, you know? And so all of these doors have been opening like for such a time as this. Like I just went to uh, my company, I work for a great company called William Scotsman. They're here in the city of Paris. They have a branch there, that's where I work. And um, I told them like, hey, you know, we're doing this project for um, a bus conversion to a mobile shower, and they do mobile offices including toilet trailers, shower trailers, those the new flex buildings is what they call them. So the ones that are stackable, they, they're like Legos. You just build up walls and things like that. They're pretty simple to put together and they're really community focused. And it just so happened that this year they put me in charge of our branches, like community outreach to find projects in the area that um, we can give back to. Like we've done, we've planted trees with the city of Paris. We've done community cleanups and things like that. So it was funny to see, like, all of these things coming together, and so it was just a prime opportunity for me to say, hey, would you guys like to jump on this project, give back to the community? And they said yes. So we just have to provide the materials, and they're going to do the build completely free and just bless our ministry, and it it's going to be amazing. I'm really excited.
0: When you say it's a bus, yeah, this is one of the... We see them. They're they're kind of the white, shorter buses, right? Yes, it's and a twenty foot. When you obtained this bus, it was full of seats. Yep. And you're going to take everything out of this bus.
1: Oh, it hurts so bad to do it, Chris, because it was in immaculate condition. It was so nice, but I was like, "That's not what we're using it for." So, yeah, we had to pull everything out. It's it's currently just a shell right now, and yeah, we're gonna turn it into something like new.
0: And it's a shower bus.
1: Mm-hmm. It will be.
0: And the i the, and toilet. And the direction for this is: this is a shower for our homeless population that don't have access to showers very yeah. often. And you can take your bus somewhere and provide showers in that particular area, wherever yeah. you happen to be. Yeah. And there's so many people who could benefit from that who even right now today don't have access to a shower.
1: I just left a family on my way here to pick up their clothing because a family of four with two little children are living up under a tree not too far from this location. And I'm sure they haven't showered in a while. I'm sure a shower would feel great. And... The funny thing is that when you have a ministry like that when you have a ministry serving homeless people, I'll just be more specific. You have a lot of people that have a tendency to like criticize and, you know, oh, you're just you know, creating more problems, and these people are bums and they need to get off drugs and And there's absolutely a lot of issues going on with the homeless community that they need help. But one thing that I like to challenge people is just to say, you know, What are you doing to be part of the solution? You know, I know that people have a hard time with homeless people living, you know, under their streets and under the freeways and things like that, or on park benches and stuff. It's eyesore and all of this. But again, my challenge would be like, be part of the solution, you know, because there are people in your own neighborhood that don't have food to eat, like your own neighbors, or maybe they don't have a family that can help them with childcare, And they're about to lose their job because they can't afford to the babysitter. I think it's, it's just really neat because one of the cool things about the ministry is that we're not just providing showers, but there are so many other ministries in this area and actually through Riverside County that are waiting, like Ginger, Call us when this is ready. We will come out. We will meet you there. We will meet your clients, assess them for housing, assess them for mental health, give them uh, medical and dental services. So it's not just the showers, but it's just the space to build that community around these people and say, hey, there are other organizations and there is help to like get you, you know, back into You know, just a just a way of life that, you know, you can feel proud about to, you know, not be living on the streets.
0: So it's more than just the here's the shower bus that's just pulling over here by the bridge or by the tree. You can set up and and a lot of these other organizations in Southwest Riverside County can put a booth right there, too, and can offer those services right alongside what you're doing and and i think about a a shower and and those who are coming out or were working to get out of a homeless situation and just thinking about something as easy as maybe a job interview Mm -hmm. but who wants to go to a job interview if you haven't showered had a shower
1: yeah or brushed your teeth or yeah probably nobody it's and again there's so many issues going on that's why i think that You know, we really have to ask ourselves, like, what are, again, what are we doing to help these people? It's not just one issue. And to be honest, I haven't found that many people on the streets that um, the drug abuse or whatever they're dealing with is like the primary issue. It typically goes back to some sort of trauma that they experienced. And when they start telling you their story, you're like, oh, that makes sense. We had a guy, we did the um, pit count. It was two years ago. And the guy, you know, they asked different questions to figure out why people are homeless, how long. And um, that's how the cities get funding to help um, end homelessness in their area. And one of the gentlemen said um, that his wife had died and he just spiraled from there. And it's like, you know, so not everybody's story is just, I don't want to work, you know. But I think that's the stigma a lot of people think that you know, a lot of people are just drug abusers and irresponsible adults. And that's not typically the the case. A lot of people can't
0: afford housing. And I think we're finding through listening to nonprofits who are in this space is this can happen to anyone.
1: Anyone. We have uh, clients. One of the family members was diagnosed with a terminal illness. How are they going to provide for their family? They may not be here in six months, you know. And then what do you say to that person? Oh, you should just pull yourself up by the, sh- the bootstraps. Like, no, have some compassion. Like, you know, it's it's really a case-by-case situation. It's really tough.
0: I want to talk a little bit more about your shower project. Sure. So you say out in front of your house, you have a 20-foot <laughs> bus right now.
1: If you're driving in Paris and you see a bus, it's probably my house, yeah.
0: And But it's empty. You took all the seats out of it mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. And you have a team that is ready for a build on it, but... Would it be fair to say there's probably an expense involved in converting a transit bus into a shower and a bathroom? Talk to me about some of the expenses that go into this and talk to me about the need to finish this project and get it mobile.
1: Yeah. So I think first thing is like you said, talk about the need. Anybody... In Riverside County, San Bernardino County, Ellick, any wherever you live, you know where the homeless people are in your city. And you know the need. So I think there's no argument that there is a need for services for these people. If you want to give, if you want to give back to your community, it's nice to give the person that needs a glass of water, a glass of water on a cold day, right? Um, It's if you have a couple of bucks to give a couple of bucks to somebody on the road. The real answer, I think, that if you want to see a change is to give a financial contribution to some of these organizations to help alleviate some of these problems. But you have to be careful with your money, too, because not everybody is a good steward. That's just the name of the game, not just in uh, nonprofit business, but in business in the world, you know. So the cost is expensive but I serve a God who owns the cattle upon a thousand hills and, you know, the silver and the gold belongs to him. So I say that with like this mustard seed faith that I have to rely on him. And it sounds naive to some that maybe don't know God or have not experienced him as a father or like a provider. Like I have a husband and he's like my, you know, financial provider, you know, but ultimately God is my provider. And so if you want to give, if you want to partner with what we're doing, um, you can visit the website. Again, it's www.legacyshelters.withan's.org. Give. Become a monthly contributor. Become an annual contributor. The cost is high. There's materials involved. The gas to fill that tank is just $200, you know, alone. The insurance is close to $400 a month. So like even those and that's not even the program expenses. That's just the maintenance and the upkeep, you know. The materials are probably going to cost us almost $6,000 from what I've gathered. That's my next step. I just got to, you know, get the materials together and then we'll start the build. But, you know, everything from shampoo to towels and just just everything involved and our staff like we're all volunteers. So We even tell people, like, when you call our hotline or you send us an email, like, we'll get back to you within 48 hours. That's our goal. But you probably won't reach us on the first ring because I work Monday through Friday, you know. So, you know, our staff, like, they've got little kids. A lot of times when they're doing um, these mobile deliveries and driving all around town, they've got their kids in tow. Like, you know, these are volunteers. So none of the money is going to, like, my pocket. None of the money is going to like the volunteers or anything like that. It's going to the clients and so, and and going to the projects and, and going, like I said, we did the rental assistance and all of that. So if you are looking for an organization that you can trust with your funding, I would definitely say that this is a, a good place and, and good ground to
0: sow seed. Ginger Ricks is with Legacy Shelters. And we were talking a, a few minutes ago about a project that they have in place that they're working on. They're working on a mobile shower unit. They actually have a bus from Riverside Transit, from RTA, and you've probably seen these buses, and it's a 20-foot bus, and they're putting a shower inside the bus to serve our homeless population. Would it be fair to say bring some dignity back?
1: Oh, absolutely! Um, one of the statistics that I read shows that the people who are serviced by this actually have a higher likelihood of getting into services and getting the assistance that they need because it brings the like you said their dignity, their self esteem back up. Like they actually feel better about themselves. Like think about it when you and I've said this before. Like not today, but just in general, like when you get off of work or you've had a long day, it's been 100 degrees out here in the IE, like you just want to go home and shower. That's probably twice a day, right? Because it's so hot. And I could just imagine like not having the ability to do that for days or weeks or maybe months, you know, for those that are maybe chronically homeless. Um, But once they can get that refreshing and get somebody that actually shows compassion to them, because... Don't forget, like, these are people. So every day they're being um, looked past and ignored, you know. Um, People are probably, you know, sometimes abusing them or throwing things at them or telling them, you know, not nice things. Um, Try a different approach. Like... (sighs) I don't know. I hug people. I shake their hands and stuff. And it's it's not very conventional. But again, I don't see all of the things that we see necessarily on the outside. I know that these are God's children and he cares about them. So I don't want to be like, oh, sorry. And actually, there's a scripture that says, you know, be careful that you're entertaining angels. Like, I don't want to be walking past somebody and like, God's like, remember that guy that you ignored? That was an angel that I had on assignment for you to, to bless and you know, you missed the opportunity. So it's just a way to, like I said, have compassion to see the unseeable, to to see the people that people just ignore.
0: It is easy to ignore this population.
1: Yeah. And it really takes a special kind of person. So there are a lot of organizations out in the Inland Empire that we just know of that are really doing some great, great work. And it's amazing. Like, the, the amount of care that people need. And a, and a lot of times, it's not just one thing, like, hey, I'm going to shoot you a shower and, like, you're going to get into housing the next day. Like, you know, it's a process. And a lot of times, um, the average person needs seven touches to have an encounter with somebody that's offering them services before they even want to maybe have a conversation about getting off the streets because they're just – not there that you know they're they're at the lowest of the low like they can't even imagine what life might be like to get off of the streets so again we're we're trying to do homelessness prevention that's why we do the food pantry just to say hey you know if you need some things like we'll help take care of that and hopefully we can refer you to some services to get some housing but i also think like if you are a landlord out there you have a solution you have housing if you are a council member or a mayor or something like that. Like housing is such a big issue, like definitely being an advocate for affordable housing is crucial. And one of the things, I don't know if you know this, but um, the city of Riverside has actually been really great about partnering with property owners to build tiny homes on uh, lots, Like different like churches and things like that if they just have available space they'll say hey if you'll lease us your space or give us your space we'll build the houses and people can come there and so we have um i uh, heard of a couple of projects like that. The church that I attend actually has some Crest Cottages coming up, and um, that's by UCR. They have about 11 cottages that they're building near UCR. So it, it, it's got to be everybody involved. Like, I can provide housing, or excuse me, I can provide food, but somebody else can provide housing. Somebody else can provide the mental health. Like, to find one organization that does it all, like, that's got to be a big and heavily funded organization
0: you're saying when everyone gets involved when everyone is doing part of the work then we can accomplish the so much we can accomplish so much this project is there to provide something that's not being provided right now in homeless outreach Mm -hmm. and it's a shower yeah We don't even think about that. We think about food. We think about donating food. We think about donating water. Those are things that we think about, and we skip two things I think that we skip on a regular basis. Now I'm thinking shower. The other is um, pets, pet food.
1: Yes, yes. There are some organizations that offer free pet food and then um, there are other like veterinarian hospitals and different organizations that offer like uh, the spaying and neutering and things like that for uh, free or low cost. So those are, again, all great services. A lot of people that are homeless have pets because they get attacked on the streets. So again, it's, it's not just one service that a, a person needs to get out of a bad situation. You know, it's, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of, and it's a lot of time. And you know what? It's a huge sacrifice. And a lot of people say, you know what? I just don't have time. But if you don't have time, that's okay. Maybe you have $5 a month. That's better than nothing to say, you know what? I, I can do something to help. And maybe you're in a place where you're like, you know what? All I have is $5 a month and I don't have um, enough to get my own groceries. We'll buy you groceries. Trade, give us your five dollars, and we'll just buy your groceries. Like it, it to keep because the five dollars that you would give us, for example, we can still turn around and turn that into a, a food box, which would be about forty to forty-five dollars, is about our average of what we're providing based off of your five dollars. So we're turning it around and and maximizing that and. It's it's a small I think contribution to that that would be so impactful. Like I said, maybe just not even for legacy shelters, but if you're into um, you know helping victims of sex trafficking or um, abused uh, women or children and things like that, like find an organization because again these are all trauma survivors typically that end up in homelessness, youth, the uh, foster youth you know, that are transitioning out. These are, again, these are all the, the typical types of um, groups that we see that end up in homelessness. So support a cause.
0: Tell me again how people can get hold of you.
1: Uh, The best way is to reach us online, www.legacyshelters.org. We have a form you can fill out if you want to volunteer. We have a form to fill out if you need help um, or if you want to donate. And absolutely, if you don't have the, the funding right now to give financially, we definitely need volunteers.
0: I want to thank Ginger Ricks for joining us in studio and coming in just to talk about this amazing ministry of Legacy Shelters. They're helping so many people. You can find out more at LegacyShelters.org, shelters with an S My name is Chris Ryan. This is Growing on the Vine. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless.